I'm Lily Pebbles. I'm Anna Newton, and welcome back to episode nine of At Home With. Woo! We're back from our end of summer hiatus. I feel really rusty. I feel really, Do you? <laughs> I feel really rusty as well. It's only been a couple of weeks, but woo! This is hard. I feel like a lot has happened in those two weeks, but we'll we'll get on to that later. But let's have a chat about our latest episode, which was with the all-round babe that is Jules Von Hepp, who you lot fell in love with too. We got so many messages. I actually oh think God. this was like one of the most popular episodes Agreed. so far. Definitely. So many tweets and stuff. I've got one here from O Rosie. She said, I cried hearing Jules Von Hepp talking about body confidence. Wow, I've never heard a man make me as a woman feel so okay and comfortable. That that tweet really got me. Yeah. It got me right in there. And there was loads of Virgo love on Twitter. I love that. <laughs> and Lily Soprano said, my favourite episode out of an amazing series so far. Also excited to learn that Jules von Hepp is a classical musician. Fake tan washi flute should totally be a thing. Oh my God, fake tan fluting. <laughs> That's hilarious. Fake tan fluting. <laughs> if you'd like to get in contact or message us about an episode, then please do use the hashtag at home with and we'll read out our favourite tweets and comments on next week's episode. Also, please don't forget to subscribe. It's totally free and rate and review us if you fancy it. And to see photos from all of the guest homes, have a listen on the Acast app and they just pop up as you listen. It's absolutely great. So here's the bit where we talk about what we've been up to in the last, how long has it been? I feel like it's only been two, two weeks. Two yeah. weeks that we two, haven't put up a Yeah, two podcast. weeks. So what you've been doing? I mean, I, I moved house. So Ooh. it feels like a lifetime ago. I finally moved into my home. I feel like, when did we start recording this? Because I think we started doing the episodes early June. I okay, think it so came I out in June. Pretty much just started like renovating my house then. So I'm back in. Woo! Way! It's really exciting. Moving weekend was stressful, but I'm just happy to be back. I feel really settled. And we started decorating and, you know, putting furniture in and stuff. So loving it. I've had a little sneak peek. I've had a visit. You have. It's beautiful. I didn't think it, like it looks beautiful from your videos, but in real life, it's even more beautiful thank you Anna was like I've never seen you wipe a surface so many times in my life Lily babe I've never seen you clean a surface let alone three times three times she cleaned the surface I was like are you are you okay no, I told Richard it happened I always said I was like wait till I have my nice house and then I'll get better at cleaning and stuff and he's like yeah whatever well here you go you were so excited to make me lunch as well we had cream of tomato Heinz soup oh and it wait was. that makes me sound like I literally can't cook she wanted the I Heinz wanted soup I wanted it it was really nice it was really comforting I had like a really nice afternoon with Lily and Rich like basically being my mum and dad and it was great what have you been up to the reason for this hiatus was because Lily was moving and then I conveniently went to Madrid for like six days you did with our friends and it was amazing I highly recommend a visit if no one has been before. There's like so much to see, but everything's really walkable. The weather was absolutely stunning the whole time we were there. It was really, really hot, like 35 degrees hot. Your Instagram stories looked so good. I've never been, but you said it's similar to Lisbon. Yeah, I think it's got Lisbon vibes. It's very chilled and it feels like very like local it doesn't feel really touristy and the food oh my word the food (gasps) it was we went back to this one place three times for breakfast because it was just that good what kind of breakfast they had a cornflake crusted french toast with mascarpone and berries oh my god it was so good I had to wear my elasticated stuff on the way home. <laughs> Sounds amazing. I'm definitely going to add that to my list of places to you should. travel to. You definitely should. 
So let's chat about today's guest. She's someone who we both recently met at Caroline's Space NK Beauty Decoded launch. And yes. we instantly got on so well with her. You know that moment we like looked at each other and we were yeah. like, podcast. Yeah, we were like messaging in the taxi on the way home <laughs> to be like, oh my God, we have to get Callie on the podcast. She's amazing. So we were over the moon when she agreed. It's Callie Thorpe. She is a online content creator, model and writer. And we actually recorded this episode last week, which is in her brand new flat. She'd only just moved in as well. So recording this, we spent a lot of time chatting and discussing floorboards. Wait, she's now put them in. I know, I've yeah. seen on her Instagram. <laughs> Instagram she's story. a very good sport for letting us come round, like when she's just moved in. Such a good sport. Because I know how stressful that is. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of interiors chat in this one, but the majority of the episode focuses on bodies, self-love and the online world. Callie really is a beacon of shining light and positivity in our industry. So I can guarantee that you're going to leave this episode feeling uplifted and a little bit more in love with you because I certainly did. Totally. And we also chat to Callie about her experiences as a plus size woman with blogging, beauty and fashion and the trolling that comes with it, both online and offline that she receives daily and how she deals with that. It's It gets quite emotional. Yeah, it does. She's amazing i literally got home and i was like rich you are gonna love this episode yes yeah he really is so we just really want to thank callie for being so open and honest as a guest because i just think oh she's so great she's it's really vulnerable yeah. i think it's really vulnerable it's a scary place to put yourself to so we we appreciate her going there thank you callie She's funny, witty, and speaks the truth. And we know you'll want to become her BFF too by the end of the episode. So we hope you enjoy the penultimate episode of At Home with Callie Thorpe. It's a Friday afternoon, so I feel like we're feeling pretty chilled compared to normal. I've got serious Friday vibes going Yeah, on. I do now. Have you? Yeah, I really do. I feel like, let's just do this. And crack, grab a Pims. Crack open a Pims <laughs> after the sun is shining, but it's kind of autumnal. I have worn completely the wrong clothing. I've been so cold all day in my silk <laughs> shirt. What an idiot. Yeah, but now it's like so nice and sunny. We're here. Because she told us to come into her like back garden entrance. Look at her fancy with the two entrances. Oh, I can't wait to see oh, her. Oh, this is her garden. Oh, this is cute. Callie, are you here? Hello. Hello. She's here. She's here. <laughs> Before we get onto your home, we want to chat to you about, about what you do and yeah. just why you're so great because we really love everything oh you God. do. We did. Can we talk about like how you got started in this industry? Because originally, when you started a blog, it was called Slimming in the City, yeah. right? I'd graduated a couple of years from uni, and all my friends had gone travelling and like were living their best lives. And I sort of stayed in London and just got like an admin job and stayed in my old student flat with Dan, my current husband boyfriend at the time. I just was really miserable. I was really unhappy. I was really low, and I genuinely thought that all the problems that I was having in my life was because of my weight. And I was convinced that. You know, if I lost weight, that would fix all the problems. I'd been trying to lose weight all my life. And I felt like if I wrote a blog, that I would feel like committed because people would be reading it. And I would feel like that would be the final push that would make me lose weight. But actually, it obviously proved to be like really negative space and made me feel like way worse about myself. And I got a bit out of control with it. I actually like really got out of control I kind of got addicted to Chinese laxative teas and like I just went a bit 
Not I the ones poop. that make you poop all the time. You basically, yeah, you poop yourself oh, all the time. Ooh, that's oh, like my worst fear. I only like pooing in my own toilets. I mean, literally, <laughs> I would honestly have like severe cramps. I've always been bubbling happy, but I think I always used to be like quite self-conscious about my weight and think that, you know, people judge me because of it. Mm. And so it was like the final push and like I used to drink these teas and like be in agony, like cramps and just like in so much pain but I was thinking like just keep doing it because you'll lose more weight and um I don't even really remember how it kind of turned out that I ended up changing to um and starting a new blog but I kind of had a holiday booked to go to Barbados with my boyfriend Dan and I needed swimwear and obviously I was like doing this diet and I was writing this blog online and I was like I've got to find bloody something to wear and I was so self-conscious and I just searched plus I swimwear and I found a blog from a girl in America called Gabby Gregg. And um, she used to be like a TV presenter for MTV. And she had this whole blog, which was about her fashion and style in life. And she was plus size. She was the same size as me at the time. And I like, kind of looked at her page like, oh my God, <laughs> someone is my size and can like be happy and confident. And I just, I felt really sad because I looked at the things I was saying about myself, the way I was talking about myself, like I was putting up these pictures of myself saying, look how disgusting you look. And I just thought this isn't really positive and I don't see how this is going to be positive for anybody to read. So I got rid of it. I started writing a blog called From the Corners of the Curve. It was basically like the beginning journey to confidence. So I would like share with girls, you know, new items of clothing that I would try that I'd never worn before. So I used to live in like black leggings and oversized tops and t-shirts and dresses. And I started like experimenting with prints and wearing things I would never wear before. I also shared the bikini picture online, which was petrifying. It had a really positive effect on other people women would write to me and say you know this is so inspiring because I've always been scared of like wearing a bikini on holiday some women write to me to say that they have never taken their kids swimming because they don't want to be in swimwear and so I just thought wow this is having a really positive effect and it kind of really grew from there it's so interesting because yeah. one always says start a blog that you're passionate about so you kind of thought you were doing that you're going to start a blog about losing weight and you thought yeah. that would motivate you and actually did complete opposite yeah and yeah. then it kind of led you on to the second blog, which then you found the thing you yeah. really were passionate about, which yeah. you never... It was, it's literally the opposite. It There's was not many stories like that, is it's there, amazing. in the industry? I think what for me was important was that I thought that I was doing everything about health, but I was really deeply unhealthy because I was, you know, torturing myself. I was, you know, drinking these hideous laxative teas. I made myself really sick. I had to have my appendix removed because of the kind of stuff that basically what I was doing to my system and everything and you know I just I remember coming out of my appendix surgery actually and I went home and I looked in the mirror and thought oh my god I'd lost about a stone and a half from the all, all the obviously the horrendous trauma of having surgery and I remember looking in the mirror thinking I'm really happy that I've lost this weight and it was like quite sick because I was really ill yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and then I think when you look back at it and you think you know because some people say to me like you know dieting and is like positive because it's people wanting to change their bodies and I don't have a problem with people wanting to change their bodies but I think people should do it for the right reasons mm. and I did it because I thought I would never be happy or successful at the weight I was but actually I'm my most happy most successful and probably at my biggest weight and I just really want to share a message with the women that we get so caught up on our image and you know our size and you know what size jeans we wear and it's really very very irrelevant especially to who we are inside so it kind of made me really quite passionate about 
you know, sharing that message and kind of really imparting and also carving a part, carving a career in an industry that doesn't really include a lot of diversity. Because I've done a lot in fashion. I got headhunted to do modelling with Evans. I later actually became the first ever plus size fashion columnist for the UK. I had a column with Marie Claire. So it's been like really wild. So it's kind of like, I, I guess you guys are the similar, you know, you start off just writing a blog and then all of a sudden you've built yourself, you've become business entrepreneurs and career women. And it's kind of what happened with me. It was like, I just wrote a little blog about myself and it was kind of like just really for me and to develop my own confidence. And actually it's just been this, it's become this whole new thing. So. You've had a wild ride. <laughs> wild ride. Where do you think when you... When you rewind and you start with weight, which Mm. I think is something that affects us all, especially as teenagers. Like, is that when things really sort of kicked in for you in regards to weight? Yeah, absolutely. I think what I love about my kind of page and everything is that I have all different kinds of people following me. And like, you know, it's like, I think confidence and body confidence is such a common issue with everybody. And I think the problems began for me I I was actually a kind of average sized child I actually had really bad asthma as a child and I got put on steroids I really ballooned in weight and I think it was kind of really obvious to people around me and as a kid I didn't I just didn't understand and then it was more like the adults around me that were like oh you better stop her from eating that because she's going to put on weight she's putting on to my like I love my granddad he's like the best person in my life but he always used to say don't let her eat that like she's getting too big and you know like I remember being on diets as young as like 10 you know so it's like Mm -hmm. it's that has a lasting impact on people and like I have like I'm very strong feelings about you know not weighing yourself in front of your children or talking about your body image in front of kids because it's so it's so impactful and like they Mm. remember it they it kind of seeps into them they're like sponges and I, I you know I felt that way about myself because that was kind of how I was taught to feel and school was it was okay I wasn't really like implicitly bullied as such but obviously I was occasionally people would make fun of me they would they, I got nicknamed calorie at school and it's oh, the God. worst I totally agree though I think that's something people should talk about more like I'm really conscious of it because I've got lots of nephews and yeah. a niece and because there's one girl it somehow yeah. is different with the girl and I really notice if people kind of go oh, like oh chub or like squidge yeah. her or like in my family we never have scales in the house yeah, that's so important yeah I, I think I think we don't like never really think about it you can put, put that onto all kinds of kids and like, I think you know I was big because I was put on steroids but I feel like that would have probably come off me naturally as I just grew older into myself but actually you know being put on diets messing with my metabolism you know I, I god I could list off about 15 diets that I've done in my life like the cabbage soup diet you know just eating ham like sandwiches of no butter like bowl of bran flakes with like super skimmed milk and that's an unhealthy relationship oh, yeah, with food yeah, like terrible, that's terrible. not a positive no, direction and I remember the one time I did lose a quite significant amount of weight was for my cousin's wedding because we got fitted and the woman in the fitting room made such a fuss about how big I was and I was so mortified I left there like just feeling like hideous about myself and so I was like I'm gonna lose weight and I was going to the gym like twice a day I I think at this I mean I'm I'm thinking maybe I was like probably 14 maybe no 15 at the time so like you should be worrying about like you know yeah and when I went back to school it was absolutely crazy how different people treated me they would say to me like oh my god you look amazing and like it was like I was a different person but it felt really bizarre to me because I'd always been bigger and then to come in and kind of like had lost a bit of weight the way people treat you differently 
And it's definitely something that I've even realised as an adult, especially in this industry, the way people treat me. Sometimes I'm like the biggest person in a room. Like, and you know, I met you guys at a beauty event, but this is kind of like one of the first real beauty events I've been to. I don't often get invited to them because I think, I guess in their eyes, I don't fit with the typical beauty girl, which is such a shame because I think beauty is so subjective and all women can enjoy beauty. So it's been interesting, but... I wrote about this actually the other day. I don't actually regret growing up big anymore. I used to think I wish I'd never gone through any of it because I've had to deal with a lot of abuse over the years for my weight, especially online. Like putting myself online has been traumatic. I've had some quite severe abuse. But I think it's really like made me into the person I am because I've I've learned to be like more understanding and compassionate in situations and also being able to deal with that kind of stuff. Like I tell some of my friends, like, you know, my best friends I grew up with were all like tiny, amazing, svelte, gorgeous women. And they never saw me any differently because they always say like, why would we? Which is of course true, but it's so interesting for how different they experienced things to how different I did. But it did make me very much a stronger person inside because I was able to like almost put this shell on to the world and carry it around with me. And actually I'm kind of, in a way I've like let go of a, a lot of that heaviness that I used to carry which was always hiding away and and now I just I'm like I've taken off this shell where I used to hide from and kind of been like this is me and if you don't like me that's I just don't care anymore but it is it is hard still I still get hurt by it I can't I can't lie and say that I don't yeah how has your content like been received over the years like since you started the second blog and like who who are your audience my audience is above 18 so my biggest is like 25 to 35 is my biggest Adrian but I do have a really wide range from 13 up to 65 which is really cool because obviously I have a big uh, kind of plus size audience because obviously I write a lot about fashion so that's kind of how I've kind of worked in that area but as the time's gone on and I've kind of talked more about body confidence obviously a lot of women can relate to that and men as well Mm. so I've been able to kind of talk on a broader scale but my content I think has always tried to be very real and positive and you know I just I just think there's so many things that make us happy in life and so if there's an opportunity to talk about that in a positive way then that's what I like to do so I talk a bit about like lifestyle travel I love doing restaurant reviews and then obviously the whole chunk of like plus size fashion is like this big kind of section of what I've done I think if people kind of knew me they probably know me for that above everything yeah. else but this beauty thing is really new to me and I'm really loving it because I'm getting obsessive skin here so let's talk about a big moment for you in your career yeah. when you were featured on Vogue <gasps> online yeah. last year and it was in a swimwear piece yeah and it had like Kendall Jenner, Kaya Gerber, Kaya Gerber, Bella Hadid, and then (laughs) Callie Thorpe. I know. Oh my God. So I was was in a hotel that night when I got a follower of mine messaged me and she just wrote, you need to read this. And it was Vogue. And I thought, and I feel terrible, but I thought, well, what, what am I going to read in that? That's going to, anyway, I clicked through and obviously I just saw these supermodels and then I rolled down and I was like, I honestly my jaw dropped to the floor and I was like Danny I was with my friend Danny I was like you will not believe this I was screaming in this hotel it was absolutely it was wild it was like one of my obviously biggest achievements but I just couldn't yeah I couldn't believe it it's so funny because I wish that I could obviously wouldn't tell everybody on the photo at the bottom of the caption like by the way I actually was injured in this photo because I had just fallen over in the Medina and you I was in Marrakesh basically the photo was taken in Marrakesh I was invited to review this seven-star hotel, which is absolutely is that amazing. A thing? Yes. 
Oh my God, need it's to get called, on that. It's called, <laughs> called the Royal Mansour Hotel. And so, you know, I'm basically like really clumsy. Everyone knows me for being super clumsy. I'm a mess. I've had many accidents in my life. And basically on the way to this fancy bougie hotel, I fell over in the Medina, stacked it on the floor, cut my leg open. I needed to have stitches. All these kids were like pointing laughing at me and I was like I had this orange jumpsuit on it was I was covered in blood I was like all the like colored reading in my face I got to there like hello I'm Kelly Thorpe um, is there any chance I can get a plaster and I lifted my leg up and it was just like literally everyone there was like Ooh! and I'm thinking I'm in foe but actually you can't see I've literally cut my leg up That's which amazing. is so funny yeah it was it was definitely one of my like biggest achievements but it did also have a nasty turn I was um, gonna say what was the response like so obviously a lot of people were really like positive about it especially in my own community they were like this is incredible like first plus size woman in vogue with like proper you know i'm a i'm a properly plus woman i don't mean that saying that someone who's like smaller is not properly plus size but you know i am size 24 so to see a size 24 woman in vogue is just you know it's never been seen before so it was it was really um it was a big deal but on top of that it kind of picked up press. I'd, I'd been interviewed by um, Yahoo because I did make a bit of a sassy tweet, actually. I did say to all the people that called me fat and ugly when I was growing up, catch me on Vogue with your Woman Crush Wednesday. And so it was like a little sassy dig because I was kind of like, it was a little bit of like a, a big finger. finger to people yeah. who had always made fun of me and kind of, I think, thought that I would just end up as nobody and it was like yeah I don't normally do that but that was kind of a thing so someone picked that up Yahoo were like we want to hear a story want to write a story on this and so they interviewed me and then I did this really lovely really positive piece they wrote a really positive piece but then Dan was out it was an evening Dan was out and about I don't I think he was with his friends and I was at home on my own and I started to get like really weird nasty messages to my Instagram which I get occasionally but they were coming like en masse like kind of like in a large amount and they were just like uh, you're fat, you're disgusting, and that sort of thing, which I've had many times before, but I, I just was wondering where they were coming from. And then I realised, obviously, this Yahoo piece had come out. So I clicked onto the piece, and I, like, scrolled down, and then I saw there was, like, 900 comments, and I just made the worst mistake ever, and I, like, started to read them, and they were absolutely horrific. They were they were just, like, I, God, I... Some of them started off like, you're just like a whale, this is disgusting, shame on Vogue for doing this, Vogue for elite people, you know, people don't want to see this sort of thing. Then it got quite intense and they were saying things like, um, I wouldn't ether with a metal pole, then you're going to die of diabetes, you're probably going to be dead in three years time. One of them, which is like, I'll never ever forget this for the rest of my life, someone wrote and said I should be tied to a car like a dog and dragged along the road to lose weight. Just just the most horrific thing. Like, people just said, like, you know, it was like... Oh, God, I get upset thinking about it. But just, like, they completely dehumanised me and, like, made me... Sorry. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, just, like, completely dehumanised me and made me, like... It just was horrific. And I was just, like... I'd never seen anything so bad. Like, it was just horrific. And I didn't know why there were so many, but I wrote to Yahoo and I was like, can you please take these down? Like, these shouldn't be allowed up. They were intertwined with, like, racism, homophobia. Like, you, it was just absolutely wild. And I was like, what is happening? So I asked them to take it down and no one got back to me. And then I tweeted saying, like, please take this down. This is so bad. And then, like, I guess it got picked up. And um, the reason why there was a thousand comments, they, they actually got back to me, Yahoo, were like, we're really sorry. We've never seen this kind of amount of comments before. We don't have a moderation system. So basically, comments get left up. Mm. And so they agreed to take them down. And they said they didn't know why they had this many. Um, and then 
about two days later, obviously I was off the internet because I was just in such a mess. Someone wrote to me and said, like, I don't want to upset you, but I like found like what happened and I'd been put into a fat hating forum it was called www.fatpeoplehate.com and it was this website which was like there was a whole forum about me and they put like pictures of me in there and yeah it was really bad and I I like it was horrific and I was really scared to go on there like I couldn't bring myself to do it but Dan did and I like never really seen Dan cry but like he read them and it was like they had like referred to me it's like a swollen lump of lard and they kept calling me it. They wouldn't even say she. So that was what that was. So that's kind of, it got really, really bad. So I ended up calling the police because they got hold of my personal email. They were sending me messages like saying like, um, shut the F up, you fat whore. And because I'd like kind of made this video and response on YouTube to say like how horrific it had been. And like, you know, the week that, that brands and media companies and publications have a responsibility to control their comment section, they said that I was censoring them and that made them really angry. So it made them start all up again. So it was like, I I contemplated like leaving the internet because it was just the worst things you could ever think about yourself. I, I, I guess you guys know about Google gossip. It was like that kind of hideous vibe, but worse. It's so horrendous. And I think you're so amazing to, because basically you're putting yourself out there to give the majority of people this amazing confidence boost and you're supportive to so many people and the small minority are ruining it but to be so strong to continue doing it despite of that I think I think is amazing thank you like you said we all all get hate we all have these horrible websites that we haven't checked since 2014 um but it's different what you get and why like what do you think these people are afraid of what are they angry why is it so different I don't get it I was actually writing about this the other day because it's really hard, but because I'm fat, and I just say it because fat's like to me isn't like a bad word. Like I've used, I've had to like take that word and claim it back as my own because it's so used against me in so many ways that I have to claim it back as my own because otherwise it would just, it would destroy me. But people just really just dislike overweight people. They have this really big kind of like stereotype that we're lazy, we're greedy, we're selfish, we're gluttonous. And it's like this hideous stereotype that you see in throughout films and tv Mm. programs throughout the years like if you think about like how people portray fat monica and and just you know there's always like this self-depreciating fat person that's actually always desperate to get and become something else and i think i I wrote something recently because i saw a fitness blogger person some trainer or something make a comment recently about i don't know if you saw tess holiday's cosmo cover Uh And there was a big hoo-ha of that. And I never commented on it because I didn't actually want to go down the road of reading the comments because they're just the same as what I'm used to getting told. But this this guy I'd met at an event and I actually, um, me and Dan had met him. He was working for a plus-size brand. He's not plus-size, but he was at this plus-size brand. We had a real nice chat. He lived in the area. Like, he was really, really nice to me and, like, so, so lovely and everything. And then he made this huge video basically making a joke saying you know she shouldn't be on the cover it's she's really unhealthy it's bad representation people are going to be unhealthy and he basically said something along the lines of why would you want to pant every time you walk up the stairs or you know not live long and like sit and it just made me think when he met me he must have been looking at me like she's so unhealthy she's so disgusting and so it was really hurtful because as much as people like to think that I just get abuse because of like from trolls I don't I get abuse from real life people like I don't get given the respect from some people because they just don't see me as somebody that should be in the fashion industry and they just think that what I do is wrong and it's really sad because 
because I just feel like I'm a normal person. Like, and if I both met you and like, I'd like to, I know you wouldn't because obviously you wouldn't be here, but sometimes you do feel that way. You feel like people are judging you and it's so sad because it's like, why, why does it matter? What, how much what I you, weigh? Why does it matter what's on the outside? No. It's like who you are on the inside and yeah. everyone we talk to loves oh. you. You're so <laughs> well loved And who's to, who's to say what on the outside is good or bad anyway? Yeah. Like, it's interesting what you said about the word fat because I've yeah. always actually thought that and I wanted to ask you like mm. surely it's just it's how you use a word yeah. if you use it in a negative way and if you're saying it's a bad thing yeah. then it's bad but it it can also yeah. not be I don't expect everyone to use that terminology at all but it doesn't bother me anymore but I, I still am really careful how I use that word because I appreciate that not everyone feels comfortable enough mm. to, to to use that but unfortunately it sounds crazy to say this but I just want to humanize this reality like, I could hand on heart say that if I could click my fingers and go back to me and Slim, I used to think that I, I would do that. Not because of how I look, but just because of how the world treats me. Even when I travel, I've, oh God, I've, I've went down and I went to Thailand and Cambodia. When I was in Cambodia, people were filming me, taking pictures of me, grabbing me, like grabbing my arm fat. Oh like, oh my, my God. God. Like, Dan, poor Dan, I wish he was here to like say in this podcast like he has been there when I've had people shout abuse at me from a car people think that it's just something that happens online but it but it isn't for me and it isn't for for people who are overweight like unfortunately I do think it's one of the last acceptable prejudices in the world Mm. and like it's not as simple as thinking that we just sit at home and eat all day and that's why we're the way we are there's so many different factors that come into like obesity but irregardless of that we're still humans that deserve deserve respect and like health for me isn't a moral obligation like I wouldn't think any less of you or any of us in this room if one of us was unhealthy over the other it just makes me very sad that people have this like moral superiority about them when they think they're better than others and you have no idea how healthy someone is by just what they look like you don't you don't know what is going on in someone's life you don't know what they've gone through you don't know what medication they're on you do not know what you what they've eaten for breakfast lunch or dinner or if they've even eaten breakfast lunch or dinner yeah i just think it's such a horrible reality that you have to go through I, i can't fathom it i would like to say that as much as there's this horrible negative i just have so much positive that's come from here and the people that follow me are absolute angels and they have so much to say and so much to give and they like so you know they they give me so much back because I just feel like I don't know how if you guys feel this way but I always feel like the word influencer I get called that but I want to be known for an influencer for the right reason which is to actually influence positive change Mm -hmm. and I want to do that so that people like leave my Instagram page feeling good about themselves and not bad everyone is entitled to do whatever they want but I just want to have this like version of reality so I do share a lot of that like I share me being in my pajamas with no makeup on I talk about these things online I know people feel uncomfortable about that but I'm not a fashion brand I talk about fashion but I'm sharing my life because I'm trying to encourage people to take the leaps and steps that they need to to live a more happy and fulfilled life and I truly believe if people feel better about themselves they can action more healthy habits into their lifestyle and they will just feel happier and I think people get that really confused they think that shaming people is going to help them lose weight but it, it doesn't it doesn't it, it it's the complete opposite effect and actually encouraging people like I cycle I share that I swim I share that I try to say to people like you know don't be frightened to go to an outdoor lido because I do mm. I love going to outdoor swimming but I would never have gone before and I just really want women like not just not just my size but all women yeah and men 
to feel like they can just be as they are. They don't have to keep changing themselves. They don't have to eat like um, appetite suppressant lollies oh. that Kim Kardashian sells. Oh. It's absolute bollocks. And just it just gets on my nerves. It's like an appetite suppressant is food. Try that. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just insane to me that we're in this world which constantly wants to make everyone change. And I do believe in body autonomy. If people want to like use plastic surgery and do that, that's up to them. But I just think we need to like dig a bit deeper at why people feel that they need to do that. I just want I just want young people to not ever have to go through kind of what I went through. And I really like to share this message with parents because I think if I'm a mum, we're talking about this, it's like I really want to make sure that if I have children that I don't instill any of my insecurities onto them because I think if you teach that from a young age and like you know you start making food an issue and you start you know saying you can't have this and you can't have that that begins the very small cycle of this problem and I think we can eliminate that very easily if we just be kinder to people and teach kindness and talk about you know like fat isn't a bad word if that woman over there is fat that doesn't mean she's a bad person she's just fat that's fine do you know what I mean saying I'm fat doesn't mean you need to say like Oh, no, you're not fat. No, and also yeah, if someone's yeah. super skinny, like people people always say to me, like, it's, it's unhealthy. Like, what about anorexics? And I'm like, this is a terrible argument. You know, I just think leave people to do what they are to do. And mind your own business, quite honestly. Mm. I obviously think there's all different elements that contribute to health. And you do see, obviously, thin people are, have always been on the front covers of magazines and probably will till the end of time. It's definitely the more idealised version of what well it's more of a the the ultimate beauty standard but you know not everyone is going to be like that not everyone's going to look like a magazine cover I've been on set and I've seen behind the scenes they edit everything don't let anyone tell you otherwise because they edit within with the inch of their lives like and people who work in the industry know that I've met real life models and I'm just like, yeah, you look amazing. Yeah. But you 100% don't look like a magazine because it's all filtered. They haven't got any pores. If you zoom no, right no, in, there's no pores. Got, I, wish they, pores. I wish they didn't Photoshop. I really think that yeah. should just not be. I've been on shoots before and then the shoots come out and they've edited out all of my moles. They've got rid of everything. And I, oh and then God. I see that as like, oh, right. So you saw that as a I love bad thing. Thing. Oh, yeah, thing. And then I actually complained and they said that the editor, it's just they just have a habit of just kind of getting rid of every, anything to make it smooth. But I'm like, that's me. I'm that not on this. Me. I'm not being an actress. I'm not being a model. I, that's me. You that can't is, delete yeah. half of me. But also they do, and like, actually last year I did this really weird photo. I worked with a photographer and she sent me some images and she she photoshopped me. I didn't ask to be photoshopped within an inch of my life. And I was like, um, no, actually. Doesn't look like you. I then asked her, I said, can you actually over photoshop me and I want to use it as a point so I had her do an image of me and another girl and we had one just stood on our own and then one of us after and it looked like really like it could be us like as in it wasn't photoshopped and now it's the bane of my life now because it's absolutely everywhere on the internet (laughs) that'd be amazing to do that to get loads of people and do like an un photoshopped and photoshopped it shows you like it does show you how and all the things that make us who we are like you know our you know our scars on our knee and our bits and our lumps and our bumps and things all gone it's just like a smooth barbie doll um, that's not real no, life. But that's not real life. And we all have. You're saying your moles. You're saying your weight. Yeah. I've got psoriasis covering my yeah. leg. And if I had a penny for every time someone went, oh, those mossies have gone mad on you. And I'm like, no, it's a skin condition I have. Like, oh but people are, people are so people are, Yeah, like, oh, mosquito bites everywhere. I'm like, no, it's, it's no, psoriasis. It's and, and we all have these things. But I'm sure you probably get messages from people who've got moles who are like, 
thank you so much. I got a message the other day, like, thank you so much for not editing out your psoriasis. Yeah. And I'm sure you get the yeah. same. Like, thank you so much for not photoshopping your body. Yeah. Like, everyone has these things. Let's show them. Let's yeah. embrace them. It's just, it's just so bizarre because people are so caught up in it. I don't think people realise what's real and what's not. Because a lot of people no, write underneath saying, I can't tell the difference. And I'm like, how can you? But obviously it's because it's so, like, they've done it so much to the point where it looks almost real. But I do wonder, like, how people, how we haven't, like, sort of banned that a bit more. Not banned it. Because I know that it happens a lot in the fashion industry. Called it out. Yeah, called it out. Like, just to chill out a bit on it. Like, just, you know, like I said, like, you know, airbrushing... I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't mind if someone airbrushes my dark circles. Like, <laughs> yeah, you want to see my forehead wrinkle. But, that'd be great. <laughs> but, you know, it's this certain thing. This um, is rubbish. And I just think, I love the things that make people different. That's what I think makes people special. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we take all that away and we all just want the, what, they want robots walking around so we all look the same. That's rubbish. And it's important to see women in the public eye, in the media, with all these different things so that the young girls can identify with someone. There's not just the same person. I went to Alexandra Palace for Anti-Bullying Week and I gave a workshop to kids ages 6 to 16. We did something called My True Selfie and I had them draw themselves and write all the things around themselves that they felt like made them who they are. And it was really interesting because we talked about self-esteem and face tune and all these sorts of things. It was really interesting because actually the young people now, they're they're actually more clued up than we like to think. We kind of look at it how we were because we were thrown into social media at the very beginning of it and kind of have grown up with it. They sort of know a bit more about it and parents are talking to them about it so they understand. And actually a lot of parents have got parental controls and things. Most of the kids there didn't have Instagram. Like a lot of the young ones, obviously, thank God. I find it that some kids as young as like 10 have in, uh, oh, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? Crazy. What are you, I, what are you doing on Instagram? When I was 10, I was just like... I had a Game Boy. Oh, yeah. Mm. I was worried about my Tamagotchi. Like, was it yes. going to die whilst I was at school? Oh, the biggest regret of my life was a Furby, though. That's like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I had, yeah, I had a Furby. Yeah, but yeah, Furby. Tamagotchi, I love them. But yeah, you know, it's just like... I am grateful of growing up in that era, actually. I think we did have our childhood a bit, didn't we? Mm. But, you know, it's important. And, like, I love going into schools. That's something I do on the side because I think, again, like, I want to work in the blogging industry, but I have to navigate it really carefully. There's aspiration and then there's, like, this whole new ball game with with Instagram where it's become, like, over-edited and everything's pancakes and fairies and fluff and you know and fluff. I <laughs> fluff, fluff. <laughs> just like and I, I think some of that you know fine that's that's certain people's choices and whatever but you know but I think people have to be real about it and realize it's not real do you know what I mean like it's a highlight reel yeah and people put the best of themselves on there and that's fine but we need to make sure people know that and it's, it's not like it's finding a balance isn't yeah. it between there's definitely responsibility in the viewer to be educated oh, to yeah. know what they're looking at yeah but then it's also up to us to make sure they know that and keeping some sort of reality yeah. just checking in every now and again with a photo on stories of you looking yeah. terrible to be like I just saw, so you know <laughs> I saw you do one the yeah. after, after your um, Jamila yeah. Jamil yeah um, I met her once at a Cosmo event she probably won't remember me but she bought a, like a plus size collection but her eyewear campaign is really cool it, I do feel there is a responsibility on people to curate their feeds so I say to people if you don't like me just no one's kidnapping you and making you follow me mm. you know just unfollow me I don't expect to be everyone's cup of tea because there's lots of people out there that I just don't engage with and I just think oh not for me I'm not going to judge them for them because they, that's what they do and it's like that there is a group of people that will really enjoy that I don't so 
it's not a bad thing it's just that it's not for me and as you grow up you change the magazines you read oh yeah i now read interior magazines oh. i used to read grazia <laughs> it's the same with instagram you've I got to like change magazine now. if you started reading red oh. magazine oh i love red really oh yeah. we're at that yeah. age <laughs> i remember when my mom used to read red it's really getting good now i do think as well people change they grow and you don't have to kind of stick to one thing and and also being realistic like you people were saying like oh this is damaging my mental health but if that is damaging your mental health unfollow. then you unfollow mm. we all can't bend and mold ourselves to be everything for everyone it all comes back to mental health and just being mm. self-aware is so important yeah, for everything absolutely. isn't it i also like really enjoy having time away, away from the internet because i think it's such a great place but i love like just hanging out with my friends and just real life like, interaction just, yeah. is what we all need more and of, just like sure. I just, like love it because sometimes on Saturdays and Sundays I don't go on Instagram people are like I oh, wish you and Dan were on Instagram more but I just love just me and Dan just watching telly let's slob in like go and do a bit of gardening or pop into Lidl like I love finding all the little spots and like good Lidl get croissants they're the best croissants they do have really good croissants I think I, I don't know how you guys do all the vlogging because it's just a lot isn't it well we I cut it down so much have I used you? to do like vlogmas where I'd vlog every day in no. December and May and everyone's like, oh, I wish you'd bring it back. I'm like, no, I There's really love my life. Yeah. I like having the space. What I like about you, though, is I love your Instagram stories. Oh, do you? Yes. Yeah, and I, I think one of my favorite things about your Instagram stories, this is kind of rewinding a bit to the mm. bit we were talking about hate, yeah. boo, horrible stuff. How you call people out. Oh, yeah, I don't. But I love that. <laughs> I really, really love that because Brave. I feel like so often me and Lily, we sit there and we might go through our Instagram DMs and get like a really shitey one. Mm. And it's not until she'll say like, oh, I had a really shit one today. And I'm like, oh my God, so did I. Like, yeah. And you feel, you feel like really you, alone you in it. You feel so alone because it's just you and that one yeah. person just direct messaging you. And I, I love how you're just like, you put them on blast. And you're like, well, I am a real person yeah. at the other side of this. And I feel like your Instagram is such a lovely, like warm hug oh, in the industry. And so I think nice. things like that are really yeah. helpful and like you said it is it's important to talk yeah. about these things and also i had this yesterday because i shared some of these like comments that i got about like obesity and stuff people were like well what about the they were talking about the cover and i was talking about the general issue of obesity and i had lots of questions like what about the impact on the nhs i i shared it on as a, a question because i was like well i'm going to answer this broadly and answer it in a way that I'm not trying to blast people in the like some people I will take you on blast and ruin you but um <laughs> other times it's like to educate people to have some understanding and like it does take a lot of energy from me because I have to mince through all this horrible stuff before I can think oh god I've got to answer this and I have to maintain my cool because really sometimes I just want to say f up I want to say fuck off but sorry we we'll, can't put that in that's right we'll oh, put an explicit we, on we it put an e yeah. next to it it's but fine <laughs> I just want to say like just stop picking on me do you know what I mean like just leave us alone like and you know I just always think like the energy it takes to be mean and to be spiteful I just think but just put that somewhere else because I I don't have time to deal with all of this I just feel they must there must be something wrong they're hurt the hurt people are hurt but they just need to be told sometimes and I'm just not having it and you shouldn't have to put up with either it does bother me a lot because obviously in this industry you're going to get it but I think as well people say it without the thinking that they're going to get a reply. They think that you're someone with about 200,000 followers and they think you never read the comments. And then you reply back saying, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> and, then they laugh, and they go, oh, sorry. And we actually, I had a conversation. So one girl found a picture of me and Dan e- eating pizza that we did for a campaign with Christy Home, which was like the robes and like towels. Oh, the towels. Yeah, love their so towels. So love, yeah, gorgeous towels. She left a comment underneath and said, maybe if you stop eating that, then you'd have longer together or something like longer left together. 
I absolutely lost it. So then I clicked onto her page and then I saw that she had loads of pictures eating food. So I copied and pasted what she wrote on about 40 of her pictures. Oh my God. <laughs> so I just went absolutely ham. It was actually, I mean, I did go a bit overboard. Then I was like so angry and then I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm tired of this. And she was arguing back and forth on Instagram with me. And then she like basically apologised and said basically admitted there was her own insecurities and she'd suffered from really bad eating disorders all her life and kind of seeing me being confident and stuff was a bit of a shock and like in a way kind of made her have this instant reaction and she really really apologized to me and she like actually kept following me and like she comments quite often and she like sends me pictures of her little puppy that she's got and like oh i wrote gosh. back to her and like took it all down i said i'm really sorry that's like, to delete all, the, like, <laughs> delete all your comments <laughs> i was gonna ask though if you've ever managed to actually chat to like a hater and change their mind because a lot of them are probably just yeah. set in their opinion and they're never going to think yeah, anything that was different her, but that was really that's her. amazing I like because I wasn't nasty to her I just copied and pasted what she said it wasn't I didn't say anything new it was kind of like a taste of a medicine because it, it was a hypocritical standard because I copied and pasted it on only the things that she was eating food it was like pizza and pasta and junk food that she was sharing and it was like ding 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 because it's true because all of them yeah. are doing that that's all it is it's just that I managed to talk her around and be like do you think this is acceptable and it was like asking that question and she realised that it wasn't acceptable and she wrote to me and saying actually like now I really help her to feel good which is so important to me because you know I don't want her to have these problems and think badly about her body and all these sorts of things it makes you realise though that often those people who leave hate have their own oh, yeah. shit and their own insecurities going on and that's why they're just unhappy yeah. it's not anything it is, we're doing it is it's true it's really, really true but I just think it's the education that you provide through your profile yeah and I think that's really important that you do have a wide range of women and men following you because I feel like everyone all shapes and sizes yeah. can learn and I've learned about your experience and I'm yeah. like wow that's really shit and like yeah. you want to help and you want to educate you want to yeah. educate people and educate your friends yeah. and pass the message on and I think it's such an amazing message that you're yeah. putting out there and I think there is a shift that's happening oh yeah yeah and how do you feel where do you think this industry is going to go you're part of the fashion industry now yeah I think like obviously becoming the first ever plus size fashion columnist with Marie Claire was a really big deal I don't do that column anymore but obviously now more and more brands are extending their plus size ranges and we're having more open conversations about what is beauty and I think like the last part is the beauty actual beauty industry which is you know I want to see more plus women on beauty campaigns I just did one with um, Molten Brown and Glamour which was really cool oh yeah, yeah that one. What, what is it called it's called Be um, Bold On Your Bold, on your bold yeah. so it was talking about like what makes us bold and confident and stuff like that so it's really positive I want to see more of that happen I want to see more diversity we definitely need to see not just body diversity but we need to see more skin colours and cultural backgrounds and different experiences and, lo- and also especially disabled people we never see that in the media at all and I think it's like the kind of the last thing that the industry has thought to make a point of and I just think there are a group of people there that are extremely excluded and I I basically try and use my platform for the most marginalized people and it's like the people that are constantly ignored because I just think everybody is entitled to feel happy and I do really really believe that beauty and being beautiful is is I don't care about that I don't that's not what I'm trying to do I'm not trying to say like you know, feel good about yourself so you feel beautiful because I think that's really the last thing to worry about. I want people to feel happy so they feel confident to live their life. Like, I want people to go on holiday. When I travel, like, I do 
like really think things that I'm like, oh, I'm so scared to do this, but I just do it. Like I kayaked. I was so scared about kayaking because, and it's ridiculous because I was like, I'm going to be too heavy to, and I'm going to sink the boat. And Dan was like, just get in the bloody boat. And I was just like, fine, I'll do it. And I kayaked in the middle of Thailand and it was absolutely incredible. I did jungle treks. You know, we went to this massive waterfall. We swam in this waterfall. Dan Lee drained that day, which was really funny, but not also, but it was a little bit. <laughs> you know, I'm not afraid to do things. I like, that's what I'm trying to say to people is like, do the things that you're scared of. It's not about feeling beautiful all the time. It's about feeling proud of yourself. I just want people to like realize that and just do the things they want to do in life because life is honestly too short. Like you just, you know, just this week, the announcement of, I don't know if you follow Rachel Bland, part yeah. of the, yeah, yeah. Lauren. I, I, I mean, you need to yeah. yeah. I was bawling my eyes out because I just thought, we all take advantage of how lucky we are to just get up in the morning. Yeah. A lot of us are lucky to have our health. And of course, you know, we all should like take care of ourselves in a way to like make ourselves live happy long lives but that also means mental health it's not just about physical health it's about mental health the more you care for others and care for yourself and as a society and community uplift each other if you have an issue with someone talk to them about it like find a middle ground like resolve it together it's not always about constantly fighting because I I don't want to keep arguing about the same thing about you saying that I'm promoting obesity I just it's boring I'm tired of put I'm gonna get it tattooed on my head or something and just like there yeah, just to look at this picture because it's just so frustrating going over and over I just really love like all of us have platforms online where we just want to chat with women and like have nice conversations and talk about you know what we're doing at the weekend or what cinema we've gone to or you know what's new on the telly like I love that that mundane stuff that's my favorite bit of it all do you not think yeah that's it I just yeah I just want to just just want people to be happy that's all that matters to me a bit of a musical interlude and a 20 minute chat later because we can't stop talking in the breaks we're so bad we need to talk about your home Oh yeah, we need to talk about your home because you've you've just kind of moved in quite recently. Yeah, three and a half weeks ago. Oh my god, really recently. (laughs) And when we messaged you, we were like, "Hey, let's do an at home with." I think you must have been like, "Oh my god, I moved in two days ago." I honestly moved. Yeah, it was like three and a half weeks ago. (laughs) You've done a lot actually. I know it's not hundred finished. Like Dan and I have had incredible arguments so there's masking tape issue and also like Dan's painted the skirt and boards and I can see all the paint on I'm like you've got to fix it Dan like, oh, <laughs> what colour is this I'm saying it wrong because you we had Sparrable Sparrable in- Incra Incra blue. no I don't know I'm just oh, making Incharia. it up oh I've one of those oh I sampled this yes, on so this was nice. one of the ones I was possibly going to have in my hallway oh it's quite similar to the one in your hallway it's very similar to the one Do I've got you, in my did hallway you go for blue yes yeah I looked at that one, but I thought... It's darker. It's darker, yeah, yeah. This had more of a bluey-green tone to it. I this is love per- this This color. is a perfect till, and you've got a grey sofa and, like, a gorgeous palm, and I yeah. feel like that's what you need to set it up. And this yeah. light, where's this from? That, I, you know, British Home Sales, It when it was closing down? Yeah. BHS. BHS, yeah. It was in the sale. It was from, like, 150 down to 65, and I was like, <gasps> I'm getting it. I got it before I moved it. It was so oh, heavy. Wow. Like, it's beautiful. It's got, like, a concrete, like, marble concrete, and this beautiful golden thing okay. but they've got one because obviously it's closed and I can't link it but they've got a really gorgeous similar one from Matlan Matlan's got some really good bits in there oh, really? they're good for lighting actually yeah, really yeah. good for lighting what's your home story like where did you live before okay. why did you move here so I originally um, if I'm going right back to home 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 my first home was in Wales in South no South Wales and I moved to London 11 years ago to go to uni and I lived in South West London in Roehampton which is a really 
It's actually the largest estate in London. So I lived on an estate, which was really interesting. And then I moved from there to a flat in Putney, where Dan and I lived together for about five or six years. It was like in a beautiful old Victorian townhouse and it was converted into 12 flats. And it was really beautiful, but we outgrew it, unfortunately, because we managed to accumulate two cats along the journey. (laughs) And um, all my absolute load of shite that I got with me. And Dan was like, we're going to drain in this house of all your stuff. So we had to move. Um, So yeah, we obviously decided to look at different areas and we now live in Walthamstow, which is in East London, which is complete opposite side of the world. But I love it. I've really settled in. It's interesting. It's different. I'm getting used to it. But the commute is a dream. So... The commute is amazing. And you have got such a great flat here. Do you like it? I really like it. It's big. Yeah. So those kitchen cabinets we painted those they were like a hideous oak color and i painted them they look like this color but it's not it's actually farrow and ball studio green so in different lights they look gray then they look a bit blue but i love them i've taken all the tiles off we had the worst night with the tiles though because they were mosaic you know those little tiny glass ones that get individually put on oh my god so many injuries with that we tried to take them off by cracking them and then the glass like cut all Dan's arm and like, <gasps> we had to cut them out but um I've gone for like a greeny buoy theme all right because I feel like it, it's nice to have a flow so the bedroom is like farron ball green smoke mm, nice um so yeah really nice but I love all those kind of I think they're very like calming and relaxing colors I think this flat is a new build but old it's a it's a old new build it's a seven year old building and it's tiny ceilings compared to what I used to this my old ceilings were like double the size of this so it's been a bit of a transition because I love period properties that's why I decided to go bold with the dark colors because I think it could take it because I think it needs that a new build property needs that extra character Mm -hmm. and so I thought you know what go bold or go home you know it so. looks beautiful. Thank so you're you. planning on doing most of the things yourself? Yeah. So we've got flooring. We've got new flooring coming in. We've got my new laminate from, from carpet, right? And I um, got my carpet from carpet, I right? I love carpet, Love right. carpet, right? Uh, yes, fab. Great. And then we... I hope getting hopefully hopefully getting some new tiles and then we're doing laminate like a kind of oaky laminate all the way through and then everything else yeah we're doing ourselves basically but I've got an office one of the rooms is gonna be my office and then the other is a spare room and the spare room is like at the moment a gray color which isn't too bad I might leave it actually or maybe paint another wall but I have been thinking about going a bit wild and getting wallpaper but also oh I, yeah for a spare I room really love yeah, wallpaper also, you, you do but actually they're really people hate it because it's really hard to get off oh my god I just moved into, into a house reset, that every yeah. room had wallpaper on it and it was a nightmare like uh, that's the thing I, we haven't done wallpaper for the next people who have our house I'm literally being like I'm doing it for <laughs> yeah. you being a good neighbour yeah, it's just <laughs> awful because it's truly like a nightmare to get off yeah. but um, yeah it's, it's really nice and spacious it's and really it's nice and like open plan is that something you were looking for no I actually normally hate open plan. Really? Really weird, yeah. The thing was, we took this property because I needed more space. Um, it's got two gardens. It's got a front and a little back. Have so you? Yeah, that's the, the front garden. Oh, um, oh which which And there's a little garden out there. I'll show you. And it's got a shed. And we've got a little vegetable. Like, the people that lived here before are family. And they were so lovely. She really loved growing vegetables. So she made a little vegetable plot out there. So And then there's got a patio. And I was like, damn, that could be our jacuzzi spot. <laughs> and I get myself an easy, lazy... What they call it? Lazy spa. Oh, my God, I feel amazing. Like that might be a bit much, but I'm also <laughs> very into it. 
Oh my god! If you do though, you have to get like a gazebo over the I top. I know that's why. Because otherwise, people. Because this is Just what. See you, yeah. yeah, this is what my friends have. Their neighbors have a jacuzzi, and they said that they stand up in their bedroom if they're like closing the window or something, and they can just see their neighbors in the jacuzzi, and their neighbors wave at them. Are they naked? And they wave back. No, they're not okay. naked. Oh, I thought you were about to say something else. No, they're not naked. Whoa, they just said it's very, story going? Yeah. very awkward well, because they're awkward waving because, like, at their. Do you their feel like jacuzzis neighbors. are a bit like they're not? meant to be but I feel like there's this element of like it's very luxury oh very like, luxury yeah it's yeah. a little yeah. bit sexy it's a little bit sexy yeah, yeah do no, you no, like if, sexy if you do <laughs> just a gazebo over the top that would be my only advice I must admit I, I hadn't really been in an outdoor jacuzzi before but I went to the fish hotel in the Cotswold you ever been there it's absolutely no. amazing I went for my wedding anniversary the first year wedding anniversary we stayed in these things called the hilly huts they were like little shepherd's huts but they had like these floor kind of jacuzzi it was amazing I loved it I really like the feeling of being cold but in hot water you know what I mean it was better when I feel like I really enjoyed it being like autumn I don't I think, think you need a jacuzzi, Callie. I know. I Someone get this girl a jacuzzi. Oh, oh my god, an at home with revisited. Oh my where god. Where we come back. In the jacuzzi. Yes. And you've got a jacuzzi. Yeah, you I'm, have I'm here sit for that. In the jacuzzi. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Or I'll just drag you to the Lido, my my other obsession with water. <laughs> I'm just so obsessed Lily with Lily Lido. the Lido. Oh I would oh pay my money god. to Honestly, see that. Honestly, it's so good though. My hair gets too frizzy. You don't like it? <laughs> no, I don't like, don't like water. Anyway, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. I know you've only been here for a few yeah. weeks, but when you're like working from home, where's your like favourite spot to work from? Well, I have this lovely, when I lived in my other flat, I bought um, this like wall ladder desk because we did, I obviously didn't have an office. Oh, I saw it on your Instagram. Yeah, really it's nice. It's gorgeous. Just a little cosy little spot. And I just sit there with my iMac and crack on. But I like to be near a window, but thankfully this flat all of the bedrooms all have doors that open up to the garden oh that's so nice weirdly though this is the only one with a window the others don't have windows they just have doors but i just thought in the summer it'd be so nice to open up the door and just sit there with like fresh air and light coming in but i also like to work from coffee shops do you guys do that no i get very uncomfortable the way that i work is like laid down on a sofa, sofa with my feet up in the air like in a yeah, very uncomfortable yeah. position oh, and so yeah. I find that if I'm in a coffee shop and I have to sit in a very <laughs> just like socially acceptable position mm. I just I just don't want I like well. the idea of it but then I never quite make it out the door I feel like <laughs> I just get more work done because I feel like everyone's very serious and everyone's working yeah so I feel like I've got to be like that there so you know what mm. I mean so whereas here I'll put Judge Judy on and then 15 hours later, I'm still here. Oh, yeah, like, don't go near the sofa. That is the one no. rule working from home. Anna, so I love the sofa. Yes, yeah, so no, I love the sofa. Yeah, I don't understand. I know, but also, can I just say, my thing, my Josh Judy is... Um, to Gavin and Stacey oh my god so the best. being around you is making me very happy right <laughs> someone sent me um, a funny meme the other day which was like hey Ness are you and it was like I've got the best it's just so funny and it was like it's hilarious I'll show you afterwards I just love Ness she's like my, right, Ness, yeah right. I love her so much. she's my spirit animal but I truly love her do you love omelettes I love omelettes. Really? I never have omelettes. And every time I watch Gavin and Stacey, it makes me It makes me fancy an omelette when she has it. It's so good. It's such a Welsh thing, though. Everything in there. Oh, my God. Is it Everything. It, it really is a Welsh thing to make an omelette. Do you want an omelette? It's just so... I, don't, I can't explain it, but it's just a very Welsh thing. But also, everything in there is so true. Like, all the things. Is like, it? the way they say, like, toothbrush. That's how we... I, Dan's not yeah. dating me. When I say not dating me, like... Like, he's punched me. No, um, he's just always made jokes like the way I say certain things. I used to say saucepan instead of saucepan. My brother-in-law as well. She yeah. says toothbrush. Toothbrush, yeah. Toothbrush. I love it. I think it's... I miss being, like, back to my Welsh roots. I don't think I'm as Welsh as I... Do I sound Welsh? Yes. Yes. Oh. Oh, we're outside, Anna. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. When we were outside, Anna was like, everyone loves the Charlotte Church accent. Everyone loves the Charlotte Church accent. It's the oh. best accent. Yeah. nicer on women, I think. Yeah, it is Sorry, lovely. sorry, Ryan, no. my brother-in-law. Well, sorry. <laughs> sorry if you're listening, sorry about that, Ryan. Males. Um, <laughs> Have you listened to this? No, what's his name? Steve, what's his name? Steve... Steve Welsh. His name's not Steve Welsh, but we'll call him that. The, the guy, the one guy who presented who's Welsh. His name's Steve. Yeah, Steve Jones. That's it. That's oh, it. Jones. That's really obvious. It's like <laughs> Jones. Um, I just I met. Well, I didn't met, meet Tom Jones. I went to the um, Printer Trust Awards, and he was like a few rows ahead. And I literally was like, "This is like the ultimate." And my nan used to love Tom Jones and Shirley Bassey. So back in the day, like, it was just like, they're like, oh my God, I'm literally like four seats away from Tom Jones. I love that we've so, managed to somehow get the conversation on Gavin I know. and Stacey. Gavin and Tom Jones. Classic. You're so Welsh. <laughs> I know, sorry. Just start singing Catalonia yeah. in a minute. Uh, she was she Welsh? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay, few. Whoa. We've only got a few. Also, Anthony Hopkins as well. Are we just going to start naming all sorry, the Welsh people? Yeah. <laughs> Jones, Anthony Hopkins. They're my the two that are ultimates. Because we've, we've got a few that we're like really proud of. This has been so great. I know. I feel like so we great. should round it off with some positive yeah. vibes. What would be your advice for just self-love? Yeah. If anyone's feeling a bit, they're not feeling the self-love. Do you watch RuPaul's Drag Race? No, but everyone loves him. So. so he says, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Oh, yeah, that's get nice. an amen? Yeah, that is an amen. Amen. <laughs> what would be your advice? Um, my advice is to just remember that what I said earlier, what you look like is just so irrelevant to everything else. And, you know, it's really important to focus on the things that make you who you are. And that doesn't necessarily have to do with anything about your size or what you look like. More importantly, I think the way to feel good and loved is to be around people that love you. And I just, I think that we take that for granted, but I feel like when I was in like the darkest place of my life, I felt I could get out of it because I had a really nice support network around me and I have a really wonderful husband and I have a really great bunch of friends. Surround yourself with people and things. And, you know, if you want to follow social media, uh, follow people that make you feel good. And, um, also, red lipstick really helps, I think. <laughs> Mine's coming off. But I think when you're feeling really low and confident, just a good bright red lip always makes me feel my most confident. But yeah, I just I just really, truly believe that, you know, all of us suffer with feeling not confident every day. And I just really want people to know that they are great as they are and they don't have to change themselves. Or, you know, I, I know I do pedal products on um, Instagram every now and then but you know we don't have to put these lotions to post on it doesn't make a difference to who we are they're like lovely parts and additions to who we are and I love all of that but just just knowing deep down um, that you are just absolutely perfect as you are and there's no need to change there you go you loved this episode right because we absolutely adored doing this thank you Callie for being such an incredible guest if you want to check out her blog you can check that out at calliethorpe.com or you can find her on Instagram at calliethorpe don't forget to subscribe rate and review us on iTunes and listen on Acast if you want to see photos sound and production by Amy Elizabeth have a great week and we'll be back next Wednesday with the final oh episode my oh my you both got our hands in the air <laughs> we're clapping we're clapping also this is like the most requested guests shocking oh my god you're gonna love it see you then see you then bye